Broadcasting from behind the Second Amendment Iron Curtain in the shadows of the New York City skyline, this is Gun For Hire Radio, the voice of one million New Jersey gun owners, with your hosts, Sandy Berardi and Master Firearms Trainer, Anthony Calandra. Live from the land that freedom forgot, the most listened to the Second Amendment broadcast in the nation. Welcome to it. The world is on fire. The courts are upside down. The activist judges are going nuts. All of my biopsies came back negative, and Richie has returned to work. Wow, oh so my, you're mixing oh bad my, news and good oh news my. together. Wow. Yes. Well, today we have to take it as we can, don't we, Sandy? Yes, we do. So we were supposed to have Assemblyman Robert Auth on the show this week, but we had some technical difficulties. So he's going to be on next week's show, and he's going to talk about early voting, voter registration, and how to win back the legislature so we could win back our government. He's uh, full of ideas, and for now I want everybody to visit Auth for assembly.com auth for assembly.com show your support he's got a fundraiser coming up i believe october 25th at seasons in the township of washington uh remember he's the guy that went down to trenton and caused a stir and filibustered and got all of our pro 2a people many more countless um time to uh testify and he's come to our defense numerous times him and his entire staff are members of the range so AuthForAssembly.com. Support those who support you, please. So we have so much going on, Sandy. ANJRPC and FPC filed for injunctions against the New Jersey assault weapons ban and the magazine ban. They, you know, because a judge can combine them in the lower court, and we asked for summary judgment and to exclude illegitimate expert witness testimony attempting to substitute legal argument with irrelevant inflammatory rhetoric. Summary judgment, if granted, would have the effect of ending the cases in favor of gun owners, okay? So this is right from Scott Bach at ANGRPC. ANGRPC's magazine ban lawsuit was given new life in 2022 when the Supreme Court returned to the lower federal court, returned our cases to the lower federal court for reconsideration in light of the Bruin decision. Since then, the case has been tied up in a procedural tangle of court-ordered discovery. It never should have been discovery, by the way. The court should have ruled on it based on the new Bruin decision. But the judges, just like the Ninth Circuit, you know, with their trickery, mm -hmm. they said, oh, well, let's go back down and let's do a reconsideration, all right? Yeah. And discovery. So it became further complicated when it was consolidated with our separate and more recent assault firearms law challenge. So they put the assault case and the 10-round mag case together. Discovery was recently completed. And according, accordingly, ANGRPC has filed these new motions to exclude the state's expert testimony and to end the case. The next step is for the state to submit its response by November 3rd, which will also likely include motions of its own. Two further rounds of briefings are scheduled to occur, concluding on December 22nd. Oral argument of the motions will then likely be held in early 2024, following an eventual decision by the court. Whichever way the court ultimately decides these motions, these cases will almost certainly be appealed to the middle-level federal appeals court. Well, here's what's happening. New Jersey, because they hate us, the judge here, he they brought in, New Jersey brought in like seven expert witnesses who were testifying on 
A, how deadly bullets are. B, how deadly <laughs> assault rifles are. None of this means anything post-Bruin. Unbelievable. Okay, this, this meet them, what they're doing, Dan Schmutter spoke of this a few weeks ago when he was on. Remember he was talking about how yep. they have all these witnesses that are basically all of their testimonies based on emotion. Right. Remember, if it's in common use, it can't be banned post-Bruin, right? If it's in common use, it can't be banned post-Bruin. So Dan wrote this wonderful 41-page uh, brief for summary judgment. So if you don't know what a summary judgment is, a summary judgment is asking the courts to kill the case, to kill the case from proceeding and just rule on it on its merits based as it is, because everything that the state is putting out after this is just emotional dribble and there is no factual content. So Dan goes on and on and on, and he talks about these. Uh, I want to I give you some stuff. He's quite inflammatory here, and I love it when he gets his uh, back uh, feathers ruffled, you know. Uh, let me see. I'm scrolling down. I'm sorry about this, but it's 41 pages, which is like 40 pages more than I normally would read on any given day. You know, uh, let's see where he's moving people out. He's so uh, he's so good at what he does. You know, both of these cases we know are unconstitutional at the face level now post Bruin because we can't just ban something based on, on emotion. So his second filing was. Uh, was based on uh, 16 pages, and he goes after each of the witnesses, okay? Expert witnesses may not provide legal analysis or offer conclusions of law, period. Each courtroom comes equipped with a legal expert called a judge. Hmm. That's who the expert witness should be. The bedrock principle renders much of the expert testimony that defendants has, has, have offered impermissible. Defendants have offered nine expert witnesses. Of these, three are historians who address the history of firearms regulation. In doing so, they tread over the line into impermissible legal interpretations. This happens in two ways. The most obvious is that defense experts have testified straightforwardly to how they think statutes or regulations should be interpreted. Given this, it is unsurprisingly to find their expert reports full of pages upon pages of statutory interpretation and interpretations of case law. Bruin itself clearly illustrates this point. There, the court wrestled with interpretations of statutes stretching back to the 13th century, yet it never once suggested that the normal rule against expert testimony inter interpreting them could or should be altered. To the contrary, the court resolved the question before it without considering any expert testimony at all, instead relying on the arguments of counsel, amici, and ultimately its own expertise in or in analyzing such statutes, okay? Finally, Dan wraps up, these defense experts offer legal conclusions, whether built on legal interpretations or simply by making an impermissible leap from other types of testimony. So they're basing their testimony on other 
testimony, okay? What is relevant depend on, depends on what must be proved, Dan says. Yet the defendants offer evidence that goes to just such inquiry now. Perhaps the most gregarious examples are of the testimony of Dr. Hartgarten. Dr. Hartgarten is an emergency spe- medicine specialist whose opinions are solely about the nature of gunshot wounds and injuries. What does gunshot wounds and injuries have to do with the right to bear exactly arms? Exactly right, yeah. Right? So that would be like saying, well, we're going to ban cars because when someone's hit by a car, they, re- they, they sustain <laughs> massive injuries and right. they get hurt. And now we have to respond to all of this. And that's the reason why we're doing this. They're doing this, you know, to buy more time, to drag us down. Okay. And, and Dan just goes on and on. He rips each of the nine witnesses one at a time. Okay. One of them uh, kept referring to magazines as a cartridge case. <laughs> which is a box that holds ammo. Uh, So he's not even an expert witness. He's an expert idiot. Right. So I I commend Dan for writing this up, 41 pages and 16 pages. Again, this was done with FPC. One of these cases is the Mark Cheeseman case, by the way, who, uh, if you don't know who Mark Cheeseman is, I, I, I don't know what to tell you. So we'll see what's going to happen with this. But right now, it's quite encouraging. We'll see how the judge rules. Uh, meanwhile, we're, we're seeing so much else going on. You know, the Ninth Circuit, uh, they went back to a full en banc, and they had uh, f- uh, 11 judges and seven ruled uh, to start all over again with the mag ban. And four judges were extremely, extremely pissed off. That uh, that we have to start all over again. So now the 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 plaintiffs in the Ninth Circuit are asking the Supreme Court to step in, and this was the Duncan v. Bonta case. Okay, and uh, this is what the, one of the dissenting judges wrote. Okay, he wrote, "If the p- protection of the people's fundamental rights wasn't such a serious matter." Our court's attitude toward the Second Amendment would be laughably absurd. (laughs) For years, this court has shot down every Second Amendment challenge to a state regulation of firearms, effectively granting a blank check for governments to restrict firearms in any way they shall please. We got here by concocting a two-part tiers of scrutiny test, which permitted judges to interest balance away the Second Amendment guarantee. But this approach was nothing more than a judicial sleight of hand, feigning respect to the right and keep and bear arms, but never enforcing its protection. Okay, this is Judge Bumate who was dissenting. Is that not phenomenal writing by that judge? Now the ninth circuit, they don't care. They they don't, they don't care that that, imagine if we tried to do this to the judicial system. Right. Exactly. But, but, but they, they don't care. They don't care what they're doing to us. They could, they could give a shit to be quite honest with you. And this is basically where we stand. But the four dissenting judges were pissed off. Now the, um, the, the Duncan plaintiffs are asking the Supreme Court to step in and hear this. But I'm not so sure it's going to happen because the the Second Circuit in New York, the firearms dealers asked the Supreme Court to step in about the ammo registry last week, and the Supreme Court denied to hear the case. 
So, but now if you listen to Scott Bakker, Dan Schmutter, they say habitually the Supreme Court denies to hear the cases because A, they need more lower court rulings, and B, they're allowing the system for the cases, remember this word? Percolate. Yeah. They're allowing it to percolate. And I understand that. See, I think from my perspective, if they take a case too early, it questions their judicial ability. You know what I mean? Like they're putting the cart before the horse. If I'm wrong, Dan or any other lawyer listening to this, if I'm wrong, I would like to I would like to know. I would like to I would like to be educated on that. But is that the reason why the Supreme Court continues to, you know, say, no, we're not going to take this case. Let's let it run. uh, Let's let it run through, uh, you know, the system. I don't know. I, I you know, it's not my job to know that. But it was quite disheartening because I keep thinking. The, the Supreme Court's going to step in. Now, what, I, what I'm playing devil's advocate here, the Second Circuit since March still hasn't ruled on the five sensitive places cases for their right, carry right, killer bill. Right. So maybe Thomas and the full panel said, well, we're not going to take the ammo registry one because we're waiting for the plaintiffs of the March case to ask for relief. Because how many cases, how many times, I guess, can the Supreme Court just, you know, circumvent the lower courts? Right. I, I don't know. Again, right. I don't know. I'm, again, I'm just playing, I'm trying to play all the sides here. I'm, I'm trying to understand how, how we got here because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm quite disgusted myself. Obviously, it's encouraging that FPC and ANJRPC uh, filed for the summary judgment on our assault be- weapons and mag case because now this puts us further ahead than the Ninth Circuit's mag case because the mag case now is starting all over again, Sandy. Yeah. Right. So now they're going to give it back to a three judge panel and they're going to start testimony and motions all over again. This will be the third round. In the Ninth Circuit. So the Ninth Circuit just keeps the magazine case in an infinite loop. Yeah. That's what they're doing. Right. They're keeping it in an infinite loop to, to screw the people that they're, they're supposed to be, the judges they're supposed to be representing their, the people in their district. Now, so we have that going on. We have the Supreme Court rejected the ammo registry in the Second Circuit. So we have the probably, we're in the best position in the Third Circuit because October 25th of this month, the, uh, the Sensitive Places case starts. And uh, then, obviously, you see we file for summary judgment for the Magban case and and the assault weapons case. I, I'm, I, I can't believe how many people come into the range and ask me, what's going on with the courts? And I'm like, do you listen to Gun for Hire Radio? I don't have time to listen to Gun for Hire Radio. <laughs> and, uh, so ridiculous. I know, I know, I know. But uh, it's okay. Because uh, I don't have time. I want to hear read this one review. I'm going to do it out of order. I just think it's hysterical. Where is this person? It was, her name was BB or something like that. And this pretty much summarizes my life. Okay, there it is, right here. Today, I drove just over an hour from my first visit to Gun for Hire. Your first impression is one of awe at the sheer size of the place. Once I walked in, I knew I was at a gun range and unlike any other I've ever been to for. Just a hub of activity. The place is first class all the way. Then there was Anthony's voice as they were playing the Gun for Hire broadcast on the PA system. Then Anthony's voice became very clear and there he was walking through the reception area welcoming people to the family. I must have seen him three or four more times in, in various locations throughout the facility, each time greeting everyone he encountered. The man truly loves what he does. Oh, 
can any employee there keep up with his walking speed? Why do I not weigh 135 pounds? <laughs> okay. The shooting stalls were well lit and it came across as a and I came across as a real rookie when I asked where the painted lines on the walls and floor were to show the shooting distance. No, they have a button that moves the target and digitally displays the distance. Doc in the range was also very helpful. Uh, in the Gun for Hire store as well. I'll be back in a few weeks to do my recall on the new Easier New Jersey standard. I better be careful and not get too cocky. BB from Freehold. BB's a female, by the way. I love that. So I'm walking around all the time, and and I love all of you there, but I, I hate when I'm walking around and I'm in my groove and somebody stops me and they ask me, what what is the NRA doing for New Jersey? Or what is ANJRPC doing? Or when is the next case? Or when are we going to beat this assault weapon thing? Or what's going on with the carry case or whatever? Uh, anyway. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so anyway, let's talk about, let's talk about Pumpkinhead. So Bob Menendez <laughs> this week, the Department of Justice also charged him with acting as an agent of a foreign government. So, uh, go ahead. What's going on? Do they want to get rid of him now? Because I mean, this is nothing new. He's outstayed his usefulness, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, probably so. Yeah. He's outstayed his usefulness. So they want to get rid of him. The (laughs) Department of Justice is all over him. So basically, he put the interest of Egypt before the interest of the taxpaying citizens, which is that a surprise to anyone listening to the show? That's what it does. (laughs) This is a guy who's been trying to take our guns and freedom away since he was elected to the uh, assembly and then moved up to the, the Senate. So, and he hates us. But meanwhile, if you give him a gold bar, Oh yeah, he will fine. sell U.S. Yeah. secrets absolutely to foreign countries, so that him and his Botox babe, who runs people over in the streets and kills them, and the person laying in the street get got a blood test to see if there was alcohol in the system, but she didn't get a breathalyzer or a blood test to see if there was alcohol or drugs in her system. <laughs> That's the way it's supposed to work. That's right? how the three-tiered <laughs> system works. See, the third-tier victim laying in the street got the blood test. <laughs> right, exactly. The first-tier driver of the car <laughs> was sent home with a. Don't do that again. Well, you know, you can't do too many blood tests. It's just a taxpayer. He's, he's, he's just being fiscally responsible, that's all. Correct. He called a buddy up who was a retired cop in Bergen County, like a captain who was a fixer, and he drove right on the scene, and all of a sudden, it never, I told you, I talked about this, Elizabeth, it never made the media. No, of course not. It, it never made the media. Yeah, of course not. That's how it's, it works, man. It's, in, it's incredible. It, it, it really is incredible that it never made the media. But but again, I, I want to give everybody hope here. The lower courts and the Supreme Court are definitely watching. Just pray for the health of our, our six, five or six conservative Supreme Court justices. And uh, I, I'm hoping, I'm praying that 2024 is the year of the next case. Now, could it be that the Supreme Court's not taking one of these cases because it's not broad enough? It's too narrow? Could be anything, right? I I mean, right, could it be they're waiting for the Second Circuit case that covers a lot of stuff, like sensitive places, and make that the biggie? That would make sense to us, but, um, you know, we don't think lawyers. But also the the Supreme Court, like Thomas and Alito and Gorsuch, could also be saying, you know what, post-Bruin, 
the mag ban and the uh, evil features and common use doctrine is going to fall ultimately anyway. But the next bite at the apple we need to take is this whole sensitive places thing and remove this intermittent scrutiny bullshit that the lower courts have been using for 40 years, right? So it could be, and again, I'm not a lawyer, I'm not a judge, and I'm not not someone who studies this stuff by nature, but I, I, I lay in bed at night. And I think about this stuff. I, I, I really do. I know it sounds pathetic, but, you know, it's 33 years of activism. And I'm just thinking, what's what's the play? When I see that they denied cert for the Second Circuit, they deny relief for the Second Circuit when they deny, you know, now we're going to see what the Ninth Circuit. If they don't take the Ninth Circuit's uh, relief for the MAG case, that signals to me that they're probably waiting for a much broader Second Amendment case that they can tie up. Remember, they can only rule on what, what they what they grant cert for, right? So right. if they take the mag case, they can only rule on the magazine. If they take uh, if they take uh, assault weapons, you know, uh, evil features, that's the only thing they can rule on with the common use. So maybe, and you know, maybe it's just that they want they want that that sensitive places case and let's hope that's what it is because that'll knock the shit out of it you know um exactly that'll stop it right in his track yeah i hope well we'll see where the activist judges take it from there elections do have consequences as we see time and time and time and time and time and time again i got a lot of uh responses last week from people about being your own self-responder And uh, customers are coming up to me in a store, and they're like, show me all the stuff that you carry on you. And I'm like, well, as soon as I get to work, I take it all off, and it's in my jacket pocket in my office. But, but yes, I carry a flashlight in my support hand pocket. I carry a knife stuck in my waistband. I carry a tactical pen in my top pocket. I carry a OC spray in my jacket pocket if I'm wearing a jacket. So... Uh, I'm pretty much equipped. No, I do not carry the bullhorn for telemarketers. I keep that in my office near my uh, near my phone. But but I do carry uh, all the time. I that's in my 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 normal pocket dump because I'd rather have it than not have it in case I do run into something. And uh, it's just to me, it's just a little more reassuring. I love my tactical pen, and uh, if I need to use it, you know, I, I will definitely use it. Uh, but. Uh, the courts are, are brewing. Crime is continuing to grow. Obviously, we're in a high state of terror, uh, terror attacks, everything that's happening right now in the Middle East, Southeast China, Russia, Ukraine. Eight million illegals crossed our border. How many are sleeper cells? How many are here yeah. to do us harm? Exactly. You know, there's so, you read every day about someone that was raped or killed by someone who's been deported six times or whatever. Again, all done by design, all done by this current administration to bring cheap labor in for uh, their, their big donors that own the big companies. Jeff Bezos owned an $80 million house in Florida, and he just bought his next-door neighbor's $90 million house so he can build a bigger yard for playthings and stuff, you know. It's it's these robber barons uh, that are that are the high donors, and they're like, you know, we need more cheap labor. We don't want to pay people $13 an hour. We want to pay them 9 So import 8 million more edu- uneducated people 
uh, that won't assimilate or the majority won't assimilate. And uh, this way we can pay them slave wages, you know, and we'll be good for another 10 years. And then 10 years from now, we'll worry about that, what we did to our country, you know. But today, for today, I need money. Feed me, Seymour. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Yeah, it's and, basically and, what it is. And, yeah. And, and uh, it was the same back with the robber barons of the uh, the railroad and uh, steel magnates. Irish, yeah. Chinese, yep. the Polish, the, right? The Italians. Is... Then the Italians came <coughs> in. Yes, it's yeah. it, it's always it's it's this is a cyclical thing, yep. and we're witnessing it ourselves, and we're living it, and you know we're aggravated about it because it just lowers our quality of life, and the politicians they don't care if we get raped, robbed, and pillaged. No, they don't of care. They not. don't. They're they completely don't care. To it all. Look at Menendez. His wife can run somebody over, and she doesn't get investigated. Now, right. she might be innocent, Sandy. Yeah, she could be. All right, she yeah. might be innocent, but she was not treated the same way you or I would have been treated. No, not when they start doing a blood alcohol level on the victim who was run over. Yeah, yeah. They would, they would, have, uh, they would have did their due diligence and really scrutinized us if, if that was the case. So, so there's, there's, a, there's a lot going on, you know, and we're only a few weeks before the end of uh, New Year, and, uh, you know, winter is coming again, and I, I, I'm not looking forward to it. Now, next week we're going to have Assemblyman Auth on the show, which is, which is going to be uh, really nice uh, to talk about elections. Uh, we had a little primer, Sandy and I, this morning. He, he's, he's got a lot of info. And, uh, but we're going to need all of you to mobilize. You know, you're our two-way army that listened to this show. And I know it's ad nauseum, each one, reach one, support those who support you. I, I say it all the time, you know. But those but like, are two critically important things. I know. I can't push it enough. I love, I want to tell you, I love when customers come in here and introduce me to somebody and they go, I'm bringing this person the first yep. time, each one, reach one. Yep. And I'm like, my man, my woman, thank you so much. Yeah. I love that. Yep. This is my fifth person I brought here this month. This is my sixth person I brought here this month. And, you know, I've told you uh, the past couple of weeks our memberships have exploded and uh you know it's amazing because we don't have like a three-year contract we don't have a cancellation fee uh you know so we're getting so many people that are coming in um i guess that had a bad experience somewhere or whatever and they're and they're and they're joining up so there's a lot of new faces and right away i could tell i'll see somebody walking in with all their gun bags and everything and they're filling out a waiver yeah and i'm right. like first time here yeah Ah, okay. Let me give you a tour. You know, because I'm out there walking 100 miles an hour. I still don't understand why I'm not 135 pounds. Well, with the be, walking probably because you're six foot four, and you would then have to be, you know, at that point um, in, in a casket. I guess. Yeah, but also probably the fact that I probably consume enough to maintain the 195. Right? <laughs> there would need to be a calorie deficit for me to go below 195. Right? So. Calorie deficit, two words I've never used in the same sentence in 62 years. That's right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> My motto up until about 50 years old was eat heavy. Eat heavy, yeah. Which is on the clock of the TikTok diner on Route 46, right near the range, by the way. That's right. If you <laughs> eat heavy, is it Route 46 or Route Tree? No, Route Tree. Route tree. Route Tree. The TikTok diners on Route Tree. The Park West diners on Route Forty Six. Yes. New Jersey used good. to be the, the land of malls and diners, yeah, but since post COVID, diners aren't open twenty four hours anymore. Sandy, I know it's weird, right? Everything changed. Well, nobody yeah. can get any help. Yeah, it's 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 kind of horrible. I used to love going in with the diner at uh, three o'clock in the morning, get a cheeseburger deluxe, French fries or brown gravy, and then for dessert, <laughs> challah bread French toast. 
Challah bread French toast. Yeah, a nice, <coughs> a nice, you know, well, so four thousand calorie like, snack. Well, you dealt with like dinner and breakfast, right? <laughs> well, yeah, but that was breakfast. That was like a snack a and snack, breakfast. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, something like that. Uh, yeah, ha- nothing like challah bread French toast. I mean, you know. Anyway, if you've never been to a Jersey diner when they were in a prime, to be honest, most of them are, aren't as good as they used no, to be anymore. No, they, Again, it's all changed. Everything's changed. You know, Sandy's right. It's a lot of it has to do with uh, uh, post-COVID. Things just really screwed up. And, yeah, uh, I mean, we just things that were a temporary expedient. Um, you know, I, there's so much stuff even in medicine that's going on that. So. You know, it's horrible. Keith Stewart comes in and goes, I'm buying a new holster for my gun. I've had two customers call me up from StanStrong.biz to have their vent dryer hoses cleaned out from StanStrong.biz. He goes, and I want to pay it forward and support those who support you. He leaves, and two minutes later, a customer walks in and goes, you know, I used the vent cleaning on StanStrong.biz. He was really good. I'm like, you just missed him. That's pretty good. Isn't that isn't that phenomenal? Yeah, that is good. Yeah, but that, but that's really it, right? I mean, when you stop and think about it, this is where the it's a ground war. And the yep. war is won one mind at a time. We've been saying that for uh, forever. And if you can get one person to the range who's even a gun agnostic and bring them to the range and enlighten them as to what actually takes place, enlighten them, <clears throat> let them have the experience themselves, and make up their own mind, you will find more times than not that that person will leave either positive or not negative. Yep. I have to agree. If you bring them to the right uh, range, that is. Yeah, and you'd make them start them off at like a 22. Yes, yes. You know, uh, one of our members, uh, member number 37, Ed Hildebrand. He's been coming, obviously, since the day we opened. He's also, he's known as uh, Captain Revolver. And uh, <laughs> he, intru- he introduced his girlfriend to shooting. And now she's got the bug, and she's got her own gold membership here, and she has her own guns and everything. And they're here like two or three nights a week, and I love seeing that bonding, you know. Yeah. And he's, pro- he's probably introduced 100 people to shooting, you know, since Gun for Hire opened 12 years ago. Do you know we haven't raised our membership prices since we opened 12 years ago? Sandy? I know. You said that last week. It was amazing. Isn't that crazy? That's I didn't realize that. Is, that. Yeah. I went to Richie, and I'm like, Richie, when's the last time we raised membership prices? He's like, never. I'm like, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> 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 but, but not yet. Now that he's not sick anymore, I can go back to killing him. Yeah, exactly. Right. When I die, I'm going to go start continue killing him remotely. Which is good, yeah. Yeah. yeah we're yeah, looking yeah. forward to this. Can we do some housekeeping? We can. So let's start out. If you're in New York, you want NYTAC Defense, nytacdefense.com. Use Gun for Hire, one word, for 15% off your monthly membership. It is a legal defense fund, and it is access to a Second Amendment lawyer who specializes in New York firearms law, which would be Peter Tillum. So nytacdefense.com. For the other 49 states, our only option for a legal defense fund in New Jersey is U.S. Law Shield, uslawshield.com, and use Gun for Hire, the code Gun for Hire, one word, uh, for a discount. Now, U.S. Law Shield will have Evan Knapp in here on uh, Monday, November 13th from 5 to 7 p.m. Monday, November 13th from 5 to 7 p.m. So uh, mark your calendars to come in and see Evan here. 
If you uh, want a great book for a new firearms owner, make a great Christmas gift, Hanukkah gift, stocking stuffer, Decoding Firearms by John Petrolino, available at Monmouth County Arms, uh, also available at Gun for Hire, Amazon, and uh, Kindle. Uh, I spoke ad nauseum again, standstrong.biz. I'm telling you, uh, I, I have people walking in now, what does it cost to put my business on standstrong.biz? I'm like, it's free. <laughs> it's free. Go on standstrong.biz, go on the bottom, scroll on the bottom, and it says register your business. Listen, fill out everything, keywords, make sure you put your address, all your contact information, so me or Phoebe don't have to go in and add more stuff to it. Upload pictures and everything, and then we review it to publish it. We, that's to prevent like someone from publishing pam, spam or a porn site or something, okay? But standstrong.biz, the more the merrier. And take standstrong.biz and save it on your mobile device, save it to your, add it to your home screen like an app. And before you go to a pizzeria, before you call a plumber, before you call an electrician or a vent dryer cleaning person, go on standstrong.biz, please. Uh, my doctor, Optimal Health Wellness NJ. Optimal Health Wellness NJ is uh, concierge medicine. And uh, let me tell you something, uh, no more waiting in doctor's offices for countless hours. You know, I texted the doc. I'm like, doc, can you get my biopsy results from the uh, doctor who did my endo and colo? 15 minutes later, he doesn't have them yet. He texted me back. The next morning, he texted me, got the results. Can I call you? Yeah. My doctor, Dr. Sambatero, called me and gave me the results. And then an hour later, the, the internist that did my colo and endo, he called me and gave me my results. So that's what it's all about when you have concierge medicine. Lake Island Rifle and Pistol Club in Carteret, New Jersey, is looking for junior rifle members 12 to 18 years old to learn firearm safety and to compete in small bore and air rifle competitions. Visit lakeis.org. If you're down in the Scotch Plains area, obviously Zen Float Center. Ask for Sharon Decker, zenfloatcenter.com. We spoke before about Aberdeen Guns in Monmouth County. Ask for John Zeller. Maybe Big Vin is there hanging out too. I'm sure he has his wife working there somewhere instead of taking her out to dinner. So Aberdeen Guns in Monmouth County. Uh, don't Please save the date. <laughs> October 3rd, 2024 is the next Friends of the NRA dinner. The first person to text me or email me the day after the dinner, they didn't know about it. I'm sending someone to your house to sissy slap you. <laughs> If you want a great news source, uh, Twitter and online and Facebook, news2a.com, news2a.com. Please check them out. The Varsity Firearms Podcast with John Valenti, he had an awesome, awesome guest on his show this week, Sandy. I mean, the guy was phenomenal. It went over an hour, chock full of information, and that would be Anthony P. Calandro. <laughs> was a guest on his show. If you need any information on getting your resident or non-resident New Jersey carry permit, just go to the Gun for Hire homepage and scroll down and click CCW permit. We have the, if you're a New York or Pennsylvania resident and you want to get your Jersey carry permit, we have it. If you're a New Jersey resident, it's there. We also have links on how to get your firearms ID card, pistol permits, et cetera, et cetera. 
Uh, please don't forget, we're almost sold out with Guntoberfest. And Guntoberfest is we're giving a gun away every week. Every time you come in a store and buy a gun, you get four tickets. Every time you go in a store and spend more than $50, you get a ticket. And we're giving away guns nonstop. The next gun we're giving away is uh, Monday, October 16th. We're giving away a, a Benelli Nova. October 23rd, we're giving away a Radical Arms AR-15. On October 30th, we're giving away a Canic MET SFT. We've already given away a uh, H&K VP9 for nice. Guntoberfest. And we're having an event on October 30th, and it's $90 a person. You get free port time. It's from 5 to 8 p.m. You get a commemorative Stein, a Guntoberfest Stein, and a T-shirt. It's uh, pretty cool, and uh, you should go online and register it before it sells out. It's being catered by John Iacchetti from Iacchetti's Kitchen in Glen Rock. He just relaunched his restaurant. It is phenomenal. Italian brick oven, small little place, BYOB. I mean, John has a 4.6 rating on uh, on Yelp, and he has a 5-star uh, rating on Google. It, again, it's BYOB. His menu is phenomenal. His pizzas, his pastas, his muscles. Muscles, everything. Sandy, when you come and visit us, I think I'm going to uh, take you there to eat. He's on Prospect Street in Glen Rock. Nice. He's on the he's on the StandStrong.biz. So I'm going to say it again. Support those who support you. The last reminder is Auth, A-U-T-H, for Assembly, AuthForAssembly.com. He's having a fundraiser October 25th. He could use your support. If you can't make it, donate 10 bucks. Donate $5. I don't care. But donate something, you cheap bastards, okay? Uh, my buddy, the hat mat. I want to talk a little bit about Sam G. Sam G makes this mat, this tacky mat that goes on the dashboard of your car. He's fairly new to uh, StandStrong.biz. And it's called the hat mat. And his website is thehatmat.com. H-A-T-M-A-T, thehatmat.com. Sandy, it's this cool, like, 12 by 8 inch mat like rubberized tacky mat you put it on your dashboard yeah. it'll hold your cell phone it'll hold your keys oh, cool. and it'll it'll hold your hat he invented it for like cowboys you know to put their cowboy hat on yeah. and he's a, he's a jersey resident he's taking classes from here and he stopped in the other day uh he, a cold call just to see me and drop off a few hat mats and uh, everybody that saw them wanted them so it's it's a pretty cool thing and he's new to standstrong.biz you know as we do the business highlights every sunday we do standstrong sunday and we sent out 3 2a businesses that you should port support and again how many other 2a businesses are doing what gun for hire does for the 2a community uh, besides the second amendment no, besides the Second Amendment advocacy, besides the donations, besides hosting the fundraisers, besides the, the, the Gun for Hire radio show, and, and besides showcasing all of these two-way businesses, look at where you go, your gun store, your gun range, your FFL or whatever, and ask yourself what have they ever done to further the 2A cause. So when I get su subjected to criticism by – I call them now the Reddit ragers. <laughs> R-A-G-E-R-S. They are the Reddit ragers. When the Reddit ragers go after me. So now I got a new tact. Every time somebody posts something that requires an answer for me, I wait a few hours and I post, sorry, I was in Monaco picking out my yacht 
I was delayed in responding to. <laughs> Sorry, I was at Bugatti designing my new three million dollar Varian. <laughs> you know, because I'm and I am a capitalist pig, by the way, and I have capitalist marksmen tattooed on my left shoulder because I am a capitalist. Because if you're not a capitalist, if you can't make money, you can't pay staff, you can't pay insurance, right. you can't you can't donate to two A causes, and you can't pay it forward. The people that criticize me are the ones that just take it in and never take it out. How many families okay. are they supporting? Yeah, I only have 140 employees here, right. so it's not like it's that big. But anyway, families. But anyway, F you all, 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 F you all. All right, learning. Before more, more letters. Hi, Ant. When we were going over the use of force with Jim last night after the training, I think he was wearing a belly band. As an option, I was wondering if you think they're good from time to time and if they're compliant with New Jersey regulations, provided the trigger is fully covered. I couldn't find anything specifically stating that the hard holster like I was required to, but wanted to get your thoughts. Thank you, Greg. Well, one of my guys was wearing a belly band. And I've covered this on the radio show before, Greg. If you have a belly, you can't wear a belly band. Yeah, right. Okay, your chest has to be bigger than your belly for a belly band to be effective. The Newark police officers, the females that have breasts, can wear a belly band. They can carry a flashlight, a gun, two magazines, two pairs of handcuffs, and mace. <laughs> right. And you can't and you can't see it because obviously their chest makes their shirt drape down over it. A belly band is legal. It is on your body, and you can carry it. So, yes, it's a viable option. Um, buy one and try it. We don't have any more at the store. You can order them online. Uh, they make white. They make uh, like a beige, and they make a darker color one, depending on your skin tone or what your undergarment is that you're wearing. But, yes, it's a great conceal cover viable option. So don't disparage the belly band. But, Greg, if you have a belly, uh, pass on the belly button, on the belly band. This is the types of emails we get from people, and I want you to understand why my staff uh, are all an angels and saints, okay? Good afternoon. I trust all as well. I currently have my New York State and PA concealed carry. I wanted to take the course for my New Jersey concealed carry. How would I best proceed? Best regards, E. So Phoebe sends him the link, and the link out outlines everything. The link outlines everything. He emails back, thank you for getting back to me so quickly. I can potentially make the course this Wednesday. However, I do not have a speed loader and only two magazines for my pistol. So you only need a speed loaders if you have a revolver. You need magazines if you have a pistol. Right. So obviously he really didn't read it because he only needs either a speed loaders or he needs magazines. He doesn't need both. You don't need to qualify with two guns. Correct. So then he wants to know is do you have a speed loader and a magazine for purchase for a Walter CCP? Also, again... What would the next steps be after I complete the certification process oh, as far as filing with the state of New Jersey? <laughs> so he didn't read the link further. The qualification we offer is only one part. He has to go online and click the link and follow the directions. So this is the microcosm of chasm of one that we get of 50 phone calls and emails a day. Yeah. Uh, and then what happens is when my staff, bless their souls, when they give them the correct information... They debate my staff. No, that's not right. That's not, that's not what I heard. 
So I've been telling my staff, well, then call the state police firearms unit. And then the, the customer's response is, I called the firearms unit. Nobody calls back. Nobody answers the phone. Because they, the state police is tired of debating people, too. Right. So I, we can't make it any easier. I'm sorry. I, we, we really we can't make it any easier. We put everything on on the page. And you just have to take the time to read it. All the links are there and everything. If you come into the range, Matt and Phoebe have printed out brochures with the course of fire. They've printed out brochures on sensitive places where you cannot carry. Every day people ask me, where can I carry? Where can I carry? Stop a second. I pull out the brochure. I hand it to them. Uh, Where can I get updates like this all the time? Join ANGRPC.org for $40 a year. You'll get email updates and maybe listen to, there's a show called GunForHireRadio.com. Yeah, I don't know how to get GunForHireRadio.com. Okay. Here's the here you can scan this QR2 code and it goes to the gunfireradio.com page and it shows it shows Spotify, it shows iTunes, it shows Google Play and it shows yeah, I don't know how to do that. Okay. I don't have time to listen to the show every week. I'm too busy. Can somebody just write everything down for me to read? Well, here's the brochure I just handed you, sir. Yeah, but like could you read it to me? <laughs> okay. I'm not going to listen while you read it to me anyway. Right. Yeah, I'm okay. going to be doing something else while you're reading to me. Yeah. yeah. So here's from Rick D. On your last show, you talked about why you were only doing five rounds at a time during the qualification. I'll give you another reason for which I know. You know. It gives participants the opportunity to exchange mags more frequently. People are in a rush to get through but miss out on the opportunity to create a valuable and practical muscle memory movement. People need to perfect this workstation motion, and if they practice at home, it's free all day. Rick D. Rick, I talk about this all the time. For years, it's even in my book, uh, Crime Proof. Yeah. Five rounds mm-hmm. is nice, neat rows. So you get 10 lessons out of every box of ammunition, unloading and unloading the gun, and going through your kata for you martial arts people, right? Going through your kata. That's one of the reasons we use five rounds at a time. The other one is to make it uh, revolver neutral. And again, you're right, Ed. We're giving people a break so that they can reset and reacquire the target. Otherwise, they will hold it out for all 10 rounds. So I got this question again. Somebody came up to me in the range and said, uh, New Jersey had 10-round magazines, right? I'm like, "Uh, yeah, right. Okay, so but so that means if I put ten rounds in my magazine, I can't have one in the chamber. Uh, no, <laughs> you must have one in the chamber Two and ten things. in the yeah. magazine. So he looked at me, and goes, "But that's eleven rounds I'm carrying." I said, "Yes, you're allowed to carry eleven rounds, and you can carry as many magazines on you as you want, also." But the law is there's only ten rounds allowed, allowed in a tubular or boxed, removable, or fixed magazine. Yeah, but if I put 10 in my mag and one in the gun, I'm carrying 11. Sir, you're allowed to carry one in the pipe. You would be ignorant to not carry one in the pipe. He goes, well, to be honest with you, I only carry nine in my mag and one in the pipe because I don't want to get in trouble. I said, well, if that works for you, that's Mm -hmm. fine. But you can carry 10 in the magazine and one in the pipe. Right. Okay, so that 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 exchange went back and forth like five times, and then luckily Brielle told me I had a phone call. I, you I know, at that have, point, you I have didn't to have. just say, uh, "Sir, give me your gun." You, you, Correct. You're, you're too stupid <laughs> to be carrying. <laughs> Here's a great one from Ken Lewis. This is a great one, and I want to discuss this, Anthony. What are the procedures for a one-armed person to qualify for a concealed carry permit? I listen to the show and have never heard anything about one-hand shooters. Kind regards, 
Mon Labe, Kenneth Lewis. Ken, great question. We talked about handicapped people uh, in a wheelchair. We've had people in wheelchairs qualify. You get to qualify to your ability, Ken. So I don't know how you're loading or unloading, but I want you to email me when you're coming here to qual because I want to be here when you qualify because I want that firsthand perspective. Did I just make a one-arm pun by yes, saying you did. no? Yeah. I did not mean to do that, Ken. But I want that. I want firsthand that I want to be a first person. I want to be able to see you go through the qualification course so I could share it with our listeners. If somebody comes in a wheelchair, a walker, a cane, has one arm, is missing fingers, has one eye, one leg, whatever. We under under Disabilities Act, we are not allowed to discriminate against anybody. So my instructors will run you through the course of fire to the best of your ability. And if you show that you know how to safely handle that gun and you're drawing from concealment, whether you're in a wheelchair, whether you're standing, whatever, you will pass that course if you score a minimum of 80 and follow all the other doctrines. So whatever works for you, Kenneth, you are more than welcome to come here. Many years ago, when they passed the concealed carry law, uh, HR 218 for retired cops, uh, in 92, a ton of old timers came out. And I had many conversations with the state police firearms unit when they actually answered the phone because I had cops that had a, you know, shoot seated. Some of them had Parkinson's disease, but man, they could shoot pretty good. I, I failed a, a, a retired cop once. He was in his late seventies. He couldn't rack the slide back on his gun. He wanted me to do it. And I said, sir, I, yeah. I can't I can't do that for you. And he left pissed off and he called the state police and said, I failed him. And uh, luckily, I had called the, the state police beforehand and said we had video of our exchange and of him leaving the range. And I said to him, uh, it was uh, Sergeant uh, Genova at the time. I said, Sarge, he, he couldn't rack the slide back. He wanted me to rack the slide. I gave him my money back and I told him maybe he should get a revolver. Back then, easy slides didn't exist. You know, guns like yeah. Walters and Smiths that were easy to re pull the slide back. So maybe he would have been able to pass then. I never saw the gentleman again, and the state police was, uh, you know, was receptive to me talking. But, you know, if you can handle it to your ability, that, that is fine, Kenneth. So please, anybody else out there with any type of disability that's had to qualify, if you're legally blind or you have to wear corrective glasses or you're colorblind or anything, anybody in the first person person or second person if you'd like to share your story with us i would love to share the story on the show because i bet you there's a lot of people out there that are reluctant to qualify because there's something going on where they think they might not be able to qualify and i'm going to give an open invitation out there anybody who has any type of disability like that that is reluctant email info at gun for hire and me and Tony, my training director, we'd like to have an exchange with you. Maybe we'll just have you come in and evaluate you before we tell you you should pay the registration to qualify or not. Who nice else idea. is going to give yeah. you a deal like that? Yeah. Nice okay? Idea. We would love to have you come in, and you can show us what you can and cannot do. And Tony, or one of my other great instructors, will, will give you some tips, give you some direction, give you some help or whatever, and tell you if we feel you're ready or not, or we think you're capable or not of qualifying. And when you're ready to give it a shot, we'll do it. Okay? So I, I just think that's another way of paying it forward, right? This was a great uh, Ed Serino. Ed Serino, Aunt, many thanks to Phil, Matt, and Antonio at Gun for Hire for helping me out of a self-induced uh, requalification snafu. You guys and gals are the best. Ed Serino, thank you, Ed. You were a gentleman and a scholar. My staff uh, really, really uh, loved you that day. 
This is from uh, none other than Donald DeCase. Donald DeCase is going to be teaching the Maryland and Washington, D.C. carry case here on November 5th and November 12th, by the way. He goes, I stopped by the gun store yesterday to retrieve my winnings from the Friends of the NRA dinner. I love how people say my winnings. He probably bid and paid over for it just to support the NRA cause. I do the same thing. I come home, Tracy, look what I won. She goes, you want it? What'd you pay for it? I'm like, uh, $1,400. She goes, what's the MSRP? I'm like, uh, $800. (laughs) So thanks for winning that, Don. So anyway, he stopped by to pick up his winnings from the dinner, which was also a great time, by the way. I also had a long gun that I purchased sent to the store for a transfer. This was uh, this way I only had to pay for the one illegal $16 NICS check. The real savings was that members are eligible for tree f- free transfers, a $75 value. I'm a member of four ranges across New Jersey, and this is the only one that offers this discount. Thank you, Donald the Case. Don, you're a member of four ranges, Don? Back in the day before I owned a range, I was a member of like five ranges because, you know, <laughs> OCD, and I, I just I, I just want to, I wanted to belong to everything and, and just be a part of it. So whatever I could do, I did. Uh, here's another one from a Tom. Uh, a little background. I first met you in Belleville while dropping off a part that I sold to one of your employees through a New Jersey gun forum. Wow. Even though I wasn't paying a cus- uh, wasn't a paying customer, you took the time to talk to me and even talk to me about eye dominance, dominance amongst other things. I took the range tour in 13 and wanted to join back then but couldn't swing it. Fast forward 10 years later, I decided to join as a gold member, and this past weekend I could not be happier with the new facility and the staff. Amy was exceptional at sign-up, and my first time on the members' range was outstanding. I have already signed up for basic pistol, and I'm also looking to sign up for holster draw as soon as possible. I have said this to you many times over the years, but I will say it again. Thank you for all you do, and keep up the great work. Looking forward to seeing you at the range. P.S. I have been listening to Gun For Hire Radio since Episode 1. All the best, Tom. Wow. I wrote, hello, Tom. Welcome back to the Gun for Hire range. When you come in, I hope to see you and shake your hand. Thank you for your support. Be careful out there and carry on. Wow. I love hearing stories like that. All right. Here's another one. This is from Henry Montefiorant. He better come here uh, today with his son, Wyatt, by the way. Wyatt used to work here part time. Wyatt's like 23 years old. Wyatt's been coming to the range since he's about 12. Wow, that's great. Uh, yeah, now he's um, finished college and just an all-around great guy. He wrote, Anthony, I listen to the show every week and wanted to write into you. My mom always told me that if something is wrong, say something, but also when something is right to make sure you say something as well. I live in Butler, and I've had, uh, I've had two interactions with the PD now for almost 17 years, and I have to tell you about my recent experience. I was at work and received a call from Scott Ricker. He said that we have a lot of people getting FID cards and carry in town and asking me if I can recommend someone to speak with at Gun For Hire regarding helping people get training with firearm safety. I told him to speak with Tony Arena as he is the director of training and a retired law enforcement officer, and that the rest of the trainers are either retired LE or past military. He thanked me for the information. Every experience I've ever had with Butler PD, both regarding 2A items as well as when my dad was living with us and we needed medical assistance, the Butler PD has shown the highest degree of professionalism. 
Only once did I have to wait for my pistol permit for 32 days back when they were on paper. And then Chief Cimento called me personally to apologize for taking that long and that he had been out of town and that when he came in, he took care of it. How great is it to have a PD that not only helps make sure that people do not have problems with their constitutional rights, but goes the extra distance to help them? By the way, Scott Ricker is our new chief, uh, and he wanted to call me himself. This is my shield. I bear into battle, but it is not mine alone. It protects my brother on my left. It protects my city. I will never let my brother out of its shadow, nor my city out of its shelter. I will die with my shield before I, before I face my enemy. Regards, Henry Monteferrand. That is really nice, Henry. Butler PD gets an A++++ for being uh, so good. Uh, John Acapinti told me last week that his department also listened uh, to uh, – to Gun for Hire radio broadcast, and they they were uh, intrigued by how much information we share, and uh, it's a it's a beautiful thing. So we're like the uh, we're the audio version of like Evan Knappen's book for police departments and people for listening. We still have a lot of scoundrels out there, you know, Montclair, Passaic, Patterson, Jersey City. Uh, trampling the hell out of people's rights, making them wait on unnecessary time, making them, uh, you know, just adding extra paperwork, et cetera, et cetera. It's just a horrible situation that they're abusing the law-abiding, tax-paying citizens. And, uh, you know, I hope someday post-Bruin that we can uh, lock some of them up for official misconduct and official malfeasance, actually, uh, because it's the only fair thing to do. And, you know, the common thread here, even though we get attacked all the time as being the racist, sexist, misogynist people, the majority of the people whose rights are trampled constantly are minorities. Yes, exactly. Well, that, that's what the gun laws have always been all about. Yeah, and the people accusing us of that are the ones that are trampling the rights yeah. of the minorities. It's it's pretty universal here. I would say about 90% of the official misconduct and official mis- malfeasance is against minorities. And it's amazing, even though our administration in New Jersey is vehemently anti-gun, I thought they were pro-treating minorities equally. No. It's, it's amazing if never it's... It's only selective rights that yeah. they get raged about. Like it's the, what like they the, talk about. They don't do it. One hundred percent. And any politicians out there that are minorities that listen to this show, I would love to see all of you step up and be champions for us. Like here would be a great plan. If I was a politician in Patterson, I would have one of my relatives or friends apply through the firearm system. And I would watch the timeline and I would ask them to blind copy me on all the correspondence to the police department and tape all the times you leave a voicemail. And when that politician sees that a year has elapsed and not one phone call has been returned and not one email has been answered and not one appointment has been met. And then if that person was to wear a body cam or a recording device when they go to permit to hear how the permit officers talk down and how abrupt and how short they are, maybe that minority politician would rally the troops and, and, and help the cause out a little bit. You know, you know what I'm saying? And it is so typical of those who are there to, quote, serve their community. 
they, they, they love to boast about how there's, there's X amount of years in service to the community when we all know the attitude of most of the people at DMV, uh, most of the people, and, and it's not, but you know, it's not universal. What's interesting is when you come down south, um, especially the deep south, the civility is just incredible. No matter where you are, whether it's DMV, the, the, it, it's just beyond, it's yes sir, no sir, yes ma'am, no ma'am. It, it's, um, it's just a whole different thing. You, you don't, even waiting for a, uh, a flu shot or something like that, they apologize if, they, if it takes too long. They, they're, they're kind and courteous and whatever, even in government service which is so unusual coming from the Northeast. Sandy, my house is in Southwest Florida. So I'm going through an inspection. I installed a generator. So the generator company says the inspectors do between eight and 11. Nobody needs to be there, but he needs access to the garage. I said, no problem. When he gets there, I'll open the garage. So, he gets there, he rings the doorbell. You know, I have all the current technology. Hi, how are you? This is Anthony. Hi, sir. He goes, I need access to the house and I'm going to have to shut the power off. I said, no problem. So I opened the garage door and he got into the house. Now, when he shuts the power off, I lose the cameras. Yeah. Everything's down now, right? So now when he turns everything back on, it boots back up. So it takes about four or five minutes. Everything boots back up. He's standing in the alcove of my house. I said, hey, what are you doing? He goes, he goes, you're past your inspection. I'm going to enter my report now. He goes, but I don't want to leave until you shut the garage door and I see that it's shut. <laughs> so now I have cameras. I can see if the garage door is shut and everything, but right. how, cool, how cool is that? Yeah. So I said, his name was Alan. I said, thank you, Alan. Hold on a second. So I pressed the button and the garage door starts shutting. And he goes, all right, you have a nice day. I said, you too, sir. Thank you very much. And he, and he pulls away. So could you imagine? In New Jersey? Could you imagine that in New Jersey? The inspector came. There was nobody there. He went in my garage. He went to the park, and he's not leaving until he makes. I make. He makes sure I shut the garage door. And he knew that the camera system was rebooting. Obviously, he did this before because he didn't just flee. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's a. It's refreshing and surprising all at the same time. It, you know, we say that to eat, my wife and I say that to each other all the time. Can you imagine this ever taking place in New Jersey? No. Yeah. No. no, it can't. It can't take place in New Jersey because the the the, the mood is no. We hate everybody, right? Right. It just and it's just I don't I don't I don't miss it. Let's no. put it that way. I, I get it. I get it. But but listen, next week is going to be a great show at Auth. Uh, don't be discouraged by what's going on with the Supreme Court. Be encouraged by this summary judgment that A and uh, JRPC and FPC file. See, these are the two way groups working together. So let's review a little bit here. The holidays are coming, right? Whether it's Hanukkah or Christmas, great stocking stuffers, great gifts, or buying memberships to the two way organizations are making contributions to the two-way organizations in someone's name as a gift. All right? Yeah. If you know somebody that nice. has everything, make a $100 donation to CNJFO, to FFPC, to ANJRPC, to NJ2AS. Th th wouldn't that be a great thing to do? Or to Absolutely. the NRA. Yeah. Make a donation or buy a membership buy for a somebody. Membership. Yep. Buy a membership for the liberal anti-gun politician in your district. 
Yeah. Okay. And and ANGRPC, like yes, ANGRPC and the NRA both have the report cards up on who to vote for. The NRA website is great. It's the NRA pvf.org the national rifle association political victory fund.org you put your zip code in sandy it shows your legislative district and it shows who to vote for at the federal level and state offices and if you go to angrpc.org it will show you who we endorse at angrpc and nra that would be me scott bach darren goins and all the big mucka muckas down in uh, nra and fairfax okay we we go over everybody's report cards if somebody's an a or a plus rated like auth they're the man. If they're an AQ, it means they filled out the questionnaire positively, but they're new and they haven't voted on stuff yet or they haven't been elected yet, so we don't know if what they wrote was the truth. But if they have an A or an A+, that means they voted pro-gun before. So support those who support you. Get ready for what's going on. How much time do we have left? We are over. Oh, well, you never let me know anymore. Okay. Uh, so uh, next week, uh, Auth for Assembly will be on the show. I can't thank all of you enough. Please do not give up hope. Each one, reach one. Share the radio show far and wide with everybody, ladies and gentlemen. It is very, very important that we support those who support you. I'm out. Because it takes a lot of time to listen. <laughs> I'd have better things to do. I've things to do. And read this for me. And wiper. Wiper. Yes. Okay, well, it looks like you've done it again. You've wasted yet another perfectly good hour listening to Gun for Hire Radio. Gun for Hire Radio is a kind of thick media production. The music is in this broadcast was managed by Cosmo Music, New York, New York. On behalf of our show host, master trainer, Anthony Calandro, author of Time Proof, Think Like a Criminal and Beat Them at Their Own Game, which he alluded to just once this show is available wherever great books are sold and at the Gun Shop Bookshop Gun Range, known as Gun for Hire. Uh, from the shadows of the New York City skyline and the beautiful Gulf Shores of Alabama, where it's 83 degrees and sunny right now, each part up. We love you guys. Uh, God willing, Jesus carries and the batteries hold out. We will see you again next week.